Welcome to Mavericks of Senior Living. We're tired of the status quo and the age-old thinking of this is how it's always been done, so it must be working. Come embark with us on this journey as we challenge today's thinking of how we age. We are going to challenge the issues with curiosity to foster ingenuity in senior living. We are your hosts. I'm Francis. And I'm Catherine. If you're a forward thinker in long-term care, a caregiver, provider, or family member of a senior, you're in the right place. We interview experts, innovators, and people willing to shake things up for the betterment of our older adults with the intent of creating change. Want more inspiration? Subscribe to our show and check out more episodes on our website, maverick'sofseniorliving.com. Good afternoon. I am Francis Lagasse with Catherine Wells. And we are here for our second episode of Mavericks Challenging the Way We Age, Fostering Ingenuity in Senior Living. I am so fortunate and happy to announce we have a fantastic guest this afternoon, <laughs> and her name is my co-podcaster, Miss Catherine me. Wells. All right. Yes. Hi. Hi, Francis. Hello. Good to see you again. It's great to be here, and we're going to start just kind of getting to know Kathy. Kathy brings a lot of creativity and ideas for our senior living community. So I thought it'd be really important that we begin to find out who Kathy is and how she got to this point in her life of wanting to make some huge changes in senior living. So Kathy, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your family? I have aging parents, no surprise. And that's part of the reason that I got into this industry. As a software marketer for my entire career, I am very familiar with how software can make life easier, can bring efficiencies and collaboration and communication. And about 10 years ago, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And when that happened, what I didn't realize is that slowly over the, those next five years, my life was gonna change quite a bit. So it started out with just calling to check in. Hey, mom, how you doing? Hey, dad, how you doing? They were still living at home and then over time, it was every single day checking in. And then it was talking with my brothers. Did you see that dad wasn't paying attention to his uh, medications? Did you see that mom couldn't add the check at the restaurant the other night? So we started to, to get more and more involved in their daily life. And pretty soon, I was managing every detail of their daily life. Um, and that's pretty tough to do when you're not there. Yeah. I, and my parents lived in, in another city about 40 miles from here. Okay. So I couldn't just be there every single day. I had a full-time job. I have kids. Sounds like a lot of people in the sandwich generation, right? <laughs> so I think you definitely fit in that sandwich generation. Uh, in our particular family, I have three brothers. And they're all older than me. I'm the youngest. But I'm the only girl. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, wait. <laughs> I'm imagining that you kind of became the default caregiver or caretaker because you were the only female. Yes. Does that seem accurate? Yes, and I think you'll see, and, and you know this, but you'll see in a lot of articles that they even affectionately call it the eldest daughter. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's generally, it doesn't mean it's the oldest daughter, but a daughter usually is the one who steps in and uh, takes POA and takes responsibility. And Why do you think that is? Why do you think the daughters are the ones that, or the women, quite frankly, that yeah. really take that kind of leadership role in this case? It's a, it's a good question. And in general, and these are very, very, very general, 
Um, in general, I think women are more nurturing. We're the we're the moms. We're the ones taking care of our kids. We you know oftentimes we still have kids at home, so then we start to take care of our parents too. We I think we we think about things a little bit differently than most men do. Do you think uh, going on with your serenity? Why don't you tell us a little bit more? Because I know that that's been a big focus for you as a chief, chief executive officer of Serenity App. It's really been your way to improve engagement yeah. in senior living communities and improve, I'd say, transparency yes. amongst direct care staff and executive of those senior living communities and family members. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Serenity Engage and really what is some of the key points of it? So while I was tending to every detail of their life, and then we made this decision to transition them, it was like going into a black hole. Hmm. Suddenly, I had no insight into what was happening. And I'm I'm their um, POA, as well as one of my other brothers, which means we're wholly responsible for every financial and healthcare decision in their life, yet I don't know what's going on unless I'm physically there. Interesting. And it's not the facility's fault. I don't think they do this on purpose. I think they're busy. They have not had family who wants to be as involved as as many of the, I think, women, especially in my generation, want mm-hmm. to be. Um, so when I looked at it, I said, okay, my background in technology and in marketing, I know there's a better way. Mm-hmm. There, It feels like this industry is a little bit behind mm-hmm. technology-wise. So I looked at, I started talking to people. Um, I tried to figure out what really tools were available. Okay. And what I found is the tools that are available are very good for the back office for these facilities. Okay. Hardly any of them are good for the front. Huh. And when I talk about the front office, I mean the customer communication. So in reality, the family member is the customer to these facilities okay. most of the time, okay. unless the senior is the one bringing themselves to the facility, right? Which is probably, I'm guessing, happens less and less now? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So it's usually a family decision Hmm. when it happens. It's usually a family decision. And if the family member is a POA and they're responsible, then they are the customer. Uh And I think facilities don't look at them as the customer. I think they look at the the resident as the customer. so do you think you almost have two customers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because obviously you're providing care to the resident and the quality needs to match theirs. Yes. But do you also think there's a quality element that needs to be given to the family? Yeah, yes. And that piece is missing. Uh, interesting. It, it's, okay. Yeah, it's definitely missing. And if you think about, and I, I really, I hope this comes off um, the way I intend it. If you think about daycare you don't just drop your children off and then walk away and not want to know what Hmm. how their day was and what happened during the day Um, same thing for our dogs and animals we have rover.com you know where your dog walked during the day you get a photo of your dog out walking during the day and if you're a dog person or um, if you're a mom and what does it do Uh, for us moms it warms our heart you know your daughter's okay yeah Uh. yeah and we go oh look oh that's so great and then we may not even know that we had been taking up mental space thinking about Uh, our children and now it's just gone and now we can be more productive in our in our work so do you think we have for your generation that's called the sandwich generation use that term do you think we have lower productivity at work 
for this generation than some others? I think it depends. I think I do think that people who are part of the sandwich generation mm-hmm. have an it there's an impact in productivity at work. There's definitely an impact. And I think employers would tell you the same. So could you make an argument then, just from what you're telling me about starting engage, that it could actually benefit employers from increasing productivity and reliability of their employees? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there are a lot of articles about the way that employers are handling caregiver employees. So employees who are caregivers to someone in their life. Yep. um, Means that a lot of their mental energy is spent thinking about, oh my gosh, I need to get home and take care of mom. I need to take time off and get her to the dentist. I need to get dad more depends. I need to whatever. It's just just this constant kind of churning. And if they had a way to just have that communication, that's gone. They can focus on work. Do you think prior to you developing this Serenity Engage, there's a lack of the personal connection for the residents at times between family? Like we get the updates of mom got a shower, mommy. Like do you think there's that lack of empathy or personal touch in our communication? I think that for us as family, we want to feel connected. And yeah, I think it can be very cold to just get a newsletter once a month. So with your experience with your mom and dad, what would you say was the most difficult thing you had to do? I would say, and this is why HIPAA was so important to me, I would say that I didn't know what I could be doing better for my parents. And and to me, that's part of the collaborative nature. So in the end, my goal is to have everyone who touches that senior's life okay be it the doctor, the physical therapist, the counselor, the family members, the wellness director, the caregivers, the activities director, all on a single platform communicating and collaborating. So you'd be able to get, let me just make sure I understand this, you're gonna be able to get information from possibly the medical provider, information from the director of their facility or their residence, wherever they're living, information from the activity coordinators who hopefully would interact with mom or dad or my spouse a lot more, Yep. And then also from the direct care staff. Yes. And then could my family members that visit dad or mom also put a note in there letting other family members know that I was there too? Yes, absolutely. So you could get yeah. essentially everybody that may ever come across your loved one Yep. all communicating together. Yes. It can be little things that mm-hmm. make a huge difference. Like, mm-hmm. for example, a caregiver who brings a tray to an, a person, a resident each morning, may notice that that resident is not finishing their meal. Okay. Uh. But if they don't say something to somebody, it's hard to diagnose, oh, maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's constipation. Maybe there's um, you know some stomach issues we need to deal with. Maybe there's depression happening and we need okay. to take a look at that. So that kind of collaboration, if it takes place, it's... Um, it's, I would say, sporadic. Okay. So with, you know, we've had a fantastic discussion, and you've had a lot of experience for almost 10 plus years of with taking care of mom and dad. What do you think, looking back now, the most important thing a family member today could know about next steps for mom and dad? Everything that you've known to this point, what would be the top thing that should be the most important? 
take charge. Um, and that that's a big answer, but yeah. in my experience, mm-hmm. we often feel that once we transition them, we have a period of relief because right. we've been so busy taking care of this. So we get this period of reprieve and relief. Someone else has them. Once you go through that and you need to go through that, it's important. Come back and take charge because no one looks after your loved one the way you do. And to be clear, I don't mean step in and do it yourself. Engage the team that you have hired to take care of, of, of your loved one because they are professionals. It is what they do. You're gonna learn a lot from them. They're gonna learn a lot from you about your loved one. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're working together and collaborating, that's when you increase quality of life. I think that's a fantastic note to end on is that I think you and I will both agree that what matters most is the quality of care. Yes. And you know that's really what we're doing here. We wanna really challenge the norm in senior living. And we hope that you continue to listen. This is, like I said, our second episode of our podcast, Mavericks Challenging the Way We Age, Fostering Ingenuity in Senior Living. So please, if you like what we have to say, subscribe to our podcast and look out for our episode three coming out really soon. So have a great day. And I just want to say thank you as Francis Legassi and Kathy Wells. Want to join the challenge? Have a story on how you or your team are fostering ingenuity? Share it with us by visiting mavericksofseniorliving.com. You can find our social media links and ways to connect there, along with more episodes to light your innovation fire. And don't forget to subscribe for more great interviews. Until Until the the next next challenge. challenge.